In honor of World Breastfeeding Week, we're going to be talking everything breastfeeding. Why is it important? What are the barriers? And is there a right way to do it? I'm Abena Thomas, a public health specialist, and I'm the host of In Progress, a New World Vision Canada podcast. It's a show that connects people's stories of development from around the world with stories rooted here in Canada. Today, we're talking with Linda about breastfeeding. She is the project manager of the Thousand Day Journey based in Algeo Marraquet, Kenya. So part of the um, Enrich Project or of the A Thousand Day Journey program is to talk a lot about infant and young child feeding. And a key part of that is exclusive breastfeeding. What is exclusive breastfeeding? What are we promoting when we talk about exclusive breastfeeding? Exclusive breastfeeding is where a child, a baby, mm -hmm. between zero, a newborn baby up to six months, is fed on breast milk alone without any other food, mm -hmm. unless uh, medicine that has been described by the doctor, mm -hmm. prescribed by the doctor. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, this child is only supposed to feed on breast milk alone. So why is that important? It's very important because the breast milk contains all the nutrients that this baby requires at that age. Mm -hmm. And also it helps in our context, hygiene and sanitation is not very optimal. So it also helps prevent infections that this baby would get. Mm -hmm. And also it enhances bonding for mm -hmm. the baby. Mm -hmm. And it encourages the mother to be close to the baby and to monitor closely and mm -hmm. to give the care that this baby requires to be able to thrive. So by exclusively breastfeeding, are, are babies getting all of the nutrients that, that they need in, in this window of six months? Yes, they're getting all the nutrients that they need mm -hmm. because the breast milk has... Everything that this baby needs, be it carbohydrates, proteins, mm -hmm. vitamins, in a way that the baby's body is able to digest and to utilize. Okay, some, what are some of the barriers to exclusive breastfeeding? Because this is a significant period of time mm -hmm. where, where we need to be feeding on breast milk alone. What are some of the barriers specific to Algeo Marraquet? Yeah, for exclusive breastfeeding, you need a lot of time mm -hmm. where you need to concentrate. It is work. Mm -hmm. So you need time away from any other thing mm -hmm. for you to be able to concentrate because it is done on demand. Mm -hmm. So when the baby needs it, you need to be there to offer the mm -hmm. breast milk. And the more you do it, the more the supply. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do it often, then the supply reduces, then mm -hmm. you may not be able to meet the baby's needs. So, so the barrier mm -hmm. or the challenge is we don't have that time. Mm -hmm. Especially now with our economy, as women, we also have to work. Mm -hmm. We can't leave it to our husbands mm -hmm. alone to mm -hmm. be able to fend. Mm -hmm. So we also have to go out and earn a living mm -hmm. so that we can take care of our families, take care of ourselves, take mm -hmm. care of this baby who mm -hmm. has been born and needs to survive. Mm -hmm. Are there any other barriers at the community level in the villages where you're working? Um, are there any other barriers to exclusive breastfeeding? Yeah, there are very many other barriers. Mm -hmm. One is influence from... Um, People who live in the community, mm -hmm. like relatives, mm -hmm. even own family members, mm -hmm. neighbors, mm -hmm. um, religion. Mm -hmm. So they prescribe sometimes things that are against exclusive breastfeeding. For example, when the child is colicky, mm -hmm. you'll be told by almost everyone that baby is crying because the stomach needs herbs mm -hmm. to be able to... To make it straight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to make it straight. Yeah, I understand to, what you mean. Yeah, yeah to, to, make to help the, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To make the digestive system strong. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you need to give the baby herbs so that the stomach mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. is okay. So that's a sort of a traditional practice. Yeah, it is. And so it's difficult for moms to to not do that. Yes, even because though, dealing mm-hmm. with a colicky baby is not easy. Yes, yeah. Who's crying, you need support to be told, it's okay, let mm-hmm. the baby cry, it's okay, the baby won't die. Mm-hmm. It's not very easy to hear your baby crying on and right. on and not being able to do something. But this is this exclusive breastfeeding is a recommendation because it is preventative, it's protective. And um, are there any supports in terms of a mother who's having difficulty actually breastfeeding and, and with whether it's the baby's latch or, or milk production, what type of um, medical or health supports, health promotion supports are, are provided for her? Yeah, we have support mm-hmm. through the community health volunteers. Mm-hmm. This is a government structure at the lowest level. Mm-hmm. These are people who live within the community and have volunteered themselves mm-hmm. for health services. Mm-hmm. So they give basic health education. And they move from household, one household to another. They have a number of households in a village. For example, one can have 20 households. Mm -hmm. And it is their responsibility to visit that household at the home and see what health practices are going on. So they usually have a register or a list of the household members. Mm -hmm. And they're aware when there's a newborn in the area, they need to visit that household within 48 hours. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things they go and find out. How is the baby? Is the baby able to latch? Mm -hmm. Is the baby breastfeeding? Have you gotten milk? Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Do you have food? Mm -hmm. And just offer that kind of counseling for the mother. So they are able to help counsel in terms of adjusting latch or holding or or any advice or referral to a health facility if there's need for further help. counseling or support yeah the, through through world vision the community health volunteers have been taken through different technical modules mm-hmm. on nutrition mm-hmm. where breastfeeding is one of the key topics mm-hmm. and they've been able to be able to identify a child who's latching well yes mm-hmm. and also teach how to ensure that the child is latching well mm-hmm. and if they feel the problem or the challenge is beyond them mm-hmm. then their main role is to refer to the health facility okay where this mother can get more support and have you seen um, change within the community of mothers uh, attempting or being successful uh, at exclusive breastfeeding, overcoming some of these barriers that you've described? Yeah, we've seen change. Mm-hmm. Though slowly, it has been a challenge because these are behavioral practices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with time, we usually encourage our mothers to have mother support groups mm-hmm. at the health facility where they can share their experiences in their context. Mm-hmm. So that when they hear one mother who has done it successfully, they're able to share, how did you overcome this? What did you do about this? What can I do about this? Ask mm-hmm. questions and share real experiences so and encourage each other. Excellent. So there's that community. Yeah. Speaking of sharing experiences, mm-hmm. you have recently <laughs> come back from, from maternity leave and you have three kids of your own under five. So <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> um, what was your experience like? I know you're a nutritionist by trade and, and what has your experience been with breastfeeding? I knew that I need to exclusively breastfeed. The third one and my most current, mm-hmm. the milk supply was adequate. Mm-hmm. I felt my baby's breastfeeding and they are getting satisfied. And I could actually see it in the monthly clinic checkups. Mm-hmm. Every month we go, she's added more than a kilo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, from mm-hmm. breast milk, it becomes real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was very good. Mm-hmm. 
during my period in maternity leave mm -hmm. because all I would do is stay with the baby and breastfeed mm -hmm. and all my attention was with my baby and I could see the results and it was very exciting. Mm -hmm. So as a as a mum mm -hmm. of three under five mm -hmm. and that's the, the real focus of um, the 1000 Day Journey Project or Enrich, mm -hmm. any advice that you would give to new mums about breastfeeding or in general? Yeah, I think breastfeeding is more psychological. Mm -hmm. And also, how does this mother feel in her environment? Mm -hmm. How does how is the connection with the baby? How did she prepare for the baby? Mm -hmm. So just that constant encouragement to the mother. Mm -hmm. So it's about that support system. Yeah, the support system is very important. In Canada, just as in Kenya, having a good support system is integral to a happy breastfeeding experience. I got a chance to catch up with Christine Martin, well-known blogger whom you may know as Amidst the Chaos. Like Linda, Christine is a mom of three, and I wanted to hear all about her breastfeeding experiences. What were your experiences like um, in the early part of their lives, particularly around breastfeeding, but if, if there's anything else you want to share as well, what, what was that like for you? Sure. Um, it's... I feel like we could chat for hours about this because yeah. with my three kids, every single one had such a different experience specifically when it came to breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember thinking, you know, before you enter into motherhood, you know, you prep and you plan the best that you can and you think it's going to go a certain way, you know, even with your birth plan and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And you quickly realize that, you know, children all have a mind of their own <laughs> and uh, and you have to really adapt to each mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And so for sure, our first was the hardest. It was mm -hmm. such a curveball, like a learning experience. Um, and for, for me, with my first, she, um, she wouldn't latch when it mm -hmm. came to um, – to breastfeeding, uh, I ended up actually with double mastitis, mm -hmm. which is uh, blocked ducts in, in your breast and uh, infection and ended up in the hospital a week after I had her. Um, it was so painful. It was so difficult. And um, I can remember just, you know, trying to feed her. I'd be crying. She'd be crying. It was like, you know, and it was one of those you think as a new mom, like it's not supposed to be like this. And why is it so tough? And, you know, because, you know, breastfeeding, it's supposed to be such a natural thing, right? And and everybody, you know, around the world can do it. It's such a uh, natural thing for a mom to be able to do for her child. And uh, so that was, you know, a lot of guilt as well was associated for that first one um, and shame, like thinking I was doing something wrong. And uh, so I ended up having to uh, reach out for some support. Um, there's some great um agencies that work with, specifically work with moms to uh, help um, teach them because mm -hmm. you know, there's no real like guidebook when you have the baby. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, 24 hours later, the hospital send, mm -hmm. sends you back in and, you know, and that can be really overwhelming um, for especially a first time parent. And so it took us about three, three to four weeks. And what we ended up um, discovering for the first one, we tried everything. We tried, you know, these mm -hmm. uh, different shields and, and whatnot and just nothing was working. And I had a lactation 
specialist come over to the house and, um, you know, she could see the anxiety I was having. She could see the anxiety my daughter was having. And then she wanted to talk just, you know, quietly. So we ended up, I just gave her a bottle because through the whole process, I was pumping and just bottle feeding her the breast milk. And I think the the um, lactation specialist saw the minute I gave her the bottle how relaxed I was and how mm-hmm. relaxed she was. Mm-hmm. And she actually said to me, if this is working for you, just keep doing it, you know. And I felt like that was somebody had finally given me permission that it was okay. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't going to work with this kid, it didn't mean it wasn't going to work with all the kids I was going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most important part, she was still getting the breast milk. Um, and and so that that's the route we ended up taking for her. A mm-hmm. um, little bit unconventional. Um, even in the months to follow, I can remember, um, you know, a couple moms making negative comments to me about, you know, pumping and, and breastfeeding and not having the bond you know with my daughter and that was again tough you know first time mm-hmm. mom that guilt that you deal with um so I think when my second came along I was so determined to make it work this time mm-hmm. um and luck he was a boy and <laughs> I always joke boys seem to know exactly what to do uh, <laughs> and sure enough he latched and actually I it was me finally at 12 months when I had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. I had to just start to wean him because I thought, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, uh, I can't keep, you know, breastfeeding him while I'm gone to work. And mm-hmm. But he just latched. I never had an issue. Um, I actually had too much milk. I had to end up, you know, storing some away um, in the freezer. But um, And he wouldn't even take a bottle. I remember one night we tried to go out and brought in a babysitter, and I left some, you know, express milk in a bottle, and he just, he wouldn't take it. So it's just so funny, right? Like the different, it was a night and day difference between, um, you know, my first and my second. And um, I remember with the second, I was much more relaxed with it. And we just found a really good rhythm. And um, and so that was great. And by the time my third came around, um, you know, things were a bit stressful. I now had three kids under four years old. Um, he was sick for the first two weeks when he was born. He was in the uh, NICU. And so there was, you know, I was pumping. He was getting it kind of through a, a tube. Um, and so I think part of that first couple of weeks, um, what, it, it then made it a long-term struggle for me to have enough supply for him. Mm-hmm. He definitely latched. He had no problem. But I found, and maybe just also the stress of the, you know, the whole situation of him being sick and, and then, you know, the two toddlers and a baby at home, um, mm-hmm. I just wasn't producing enough. And so we tried for about three, four months. I was trying to you know, make cookies, all these different, you know, mm-hmm. take these different things to try to increase the milk supply. And mm-hmm. uh, and he was just such a hungry boy. Um, he still is to this day at four years old. I'm a very hungry boy. <laughs> but uh, so we ended up having to kind of supplement um, mm-hmm. with some formula at the time. So, um, so, yeah, so as you can see, all three kids, very different experiences, uh, but definitely tried in each circumstance mm-hmm. to make the breastfeeding work because that was really important to me to have that, um, to be able to provide that for each kid. Breastfeeding doesn't only differ from woman to woman. It also differs from child to child. But all around the world, mothers are in this together. They all face different expectations, different barriers, but also different highlights that make the whole experience worth it. 
According to the World Health Organization, if breastfeeding were scaled up around the world, it could save the lives of more than 800,000 children every year. But the decision and ability to breastfeed is not always easy. Having a good support system, including family, friends, and health professionals, makes all the difference. I hope you enjoyed this episode on breastfeeding. Make sure you join us in two weeks for our next episode of In Progress. In Progress is a podcast by World Vision Canada, funded by Global Affairs Canada, and featuring stories from all around the world. I'm your host, Abena Thomas. Thanks for listening.